all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. <laughs> Thank you, my baby. Hey, this is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Christ Real Talk. B-O-C-R-T-W-1964. Welcome to another quick topic. Hey, how you doing today? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone that's out there and around the world. Welcome to my podcast. Hey, I want to uh, read an article. And this article is from uh, Grace Ambassadors, one of my uh, faithful newsletters that I used to, uh, I, li- I, I listen to, I read and I listen to on YouTube as well and get a, and get a lot of lessons and stuff on my Bible teaching from Justin Johnson and some of the co uh, the host that he have on there, but mainly from Justin Johnson. Justin Johnson, I believe, is one of the is the founder or one of the founders of Grace Ambassadors. Good Bible teaching, man. It, it's, it, this is outstanding Bible teaching, and I'm going to read something from um, from Justin Johnson uh, concerning the elections. And the reason I'm doing this because I don't see uh, and I don't hear many ministers. You know, talking about the elections. They don't have to do it in the pulpit. I'm not saying nothing about that. I understand that. But I don't see them talking about the elections and what they feel about the election. And uh, I like to hear other ministers output how they feel, what's going on with the elections and everything like that. You already know how I feel. I'm going to put some more input on that as well. But this is from Grace Ambassadors. And this is from Justin Johnson. And I'm going to read this. Uh, it shouldn't take long. This is a quick topic. It might just take about 10, maybe 15 minutes. So this is a very quick topic. It shouldn't take that long. But I'm going to read this from Grace Ambassadors, a newsletter that I subscribe to for Bible teachings and uh, different. Uh, I get a lot of my information from this outstanding uh, Bible uh, network, you know, Grace Ambassadors. Now, this is from Justin Johnson, one of the founders of or the founder of Grace Ambassadors. Now that the American elections are over, the blaming begins. And you know that's right. The loser blames the winner for cheating, fraud, deception, etc. The winner will blame the loser for losing badly, dividing the country, and causing political gridlock for the next four years. That is true. Eventually, God will be blamed, as he most always is. Some people blame God for the win- for the winner. Let me just have a little quote here. God in his sovereignty sets up presidents and kings. He chooses the winner. It is all in his irresistible control. The king's heart and apparently the voting box are in the hands of the Lord. Now what he's saying is some people believe that mainly a lot of Christians, believers, sincerely believe this, that God is in control. He chooses kings and et cetera, stuff like that. You know, just, I'm just quoting this now. This is not me. Now, it goes on to say, according to these folks, God is the great conspirator. 
Then he has another quote. Sometimes God is blamed for the loser. This loss is a sign of the times, the beginning pains of God's judgment on a country filled with moral depravity, ignorance, and godlessness. If we don't humble ourselves and pray, God will turn his back on us and take away our blessings. You hear people saying that. You hear Christians saying that. I'm talking about believers now, so we're looking at a in a believer perspective, okay? So this is Justin Johnson. This is what he looks at, and this is what he believes, okay? According to these folks, God's judgment by ballot box makes us all losers. Both are wrong to blame God and to proof text versus to do it. So both of these quotes are wrong, according to Justin Johnson. God's operation in this dispensation, the Bible rightly divide, teaches that God is not to be blamed for the choices of ignorant and unsafe humanity. You go to Romans 3 and 3, 3 to 4, then uh, you can read those scriptures. Okay, I'm not going to read them out because this is a quick topic. We also learn that God has not been bringing in his kingdom for 2,000 years, nor are we living in the times of prophetic fulfillment. Rather, he is at this time declaring free salvation to all through the preaching of the cross, not politics. I agree. God is not operating according to Daniel 2, 21 and 23, nor Matthew 24, 3 and 6 today. Both of these, both of those passages describe God as the as he worked under the covenants with Israel and the Gentiles. Being strangers of the covenant means we are not in the conditional national relationship with God as was Israel in time past. You can find, you can go to there and get some type of connection on Ephesians 2 and 12, okay? American presidents have new inherited the king. I mean, American presidents have never, excuse me, inherited the king of Israel's covenant promises. And our country does not have a covenant with God. Continue reading. Christians have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians 1 and 3. These are not blessings God gives. It takes away according to our works or political elections. They are freely given by his grace. Then he quotes 8 and 32, Romans 8 and 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he that with him also freely give us all things? That's a quote from Romans 8 and 32. Continue quoting. We are not living in the time of judgment, conditional covenants, nor God's wrath on the world. Our responsibility, we are representatives of a foreign embassy trying to make all men see the mystery of Christ. God has made us ambassadors. Then you got a scripture to go to, 2 Corinthians 5 and 20. Rather than fear God's judgment on the course of this world, we have the doctrinal understanding that we are at peace with God through Jesus Christ. Then he quotes Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Continue quoting, we stand in that position by grace and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, which will not be the result of any political election. Then he quotes Romans 5 and 2, by whom also we have access by faith to this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Quoting, as ambassadors, we should know that God has given us responsibility to operate with liberty in a world that has rejected him. Although the world turned its back on God 2,000 years ago, God has not turned his back on the world. Thank God for that. God in his Christ, 
in his Christ put reconciliation in place. Then he goes to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the world of reconciliation. That's a quote, and most, a lot of believers still do not believe that, that Christ has not imputed their trespasses against them, okay? All right. It is, a, it is the responsibility of the church to perform the ministry of God's reconciliation to a dying world. It has always been, and it will always be till he comes. Titus 2, 11 and 13. You can go to those scriptures and read those yourself. People have asked how mid-ex, now mid-ex means this is what consider when you People would consider me a mid-ex believer, meaning I believe that the church was formed in, like in the middle of Acts, almost close to the middle, like Acts 9, Acts 13. You have different type of aspects of grace believers or dispensational, they call believers, which I don't like to be called by that name because it sounds like a denominational name or a cult or something. But anyway dispensation is a real word it was you this is me talking now i'm not reading it is a real word that paul used about three or four times in the king james version which means you know the administration management etc 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 like that so that's what he mean by mid we we believe and that the church was not born in Acts 2, that would be, that would not be mid-Acts, that just would be a, a regular dispensationalist. Mid-Acts believes that the church was formed through the Apostle Paul on Acts 9 through Acts 13. That's when the body of Christ was formed. Now, there was a church in Acts 2, the kingdom church, but we believe the body of Christ was formed in somewhat mid-Acts 9, Acts 13, something like that. That's what mid-Acts mean, okay? People have asked how mid-Acts right division affects political elections. An important effect is our response to the outcome. It neither destroys us, nor it is the source of the strength, source of our strength. Then you got a couple of verses, Philippians 4, 12 to 13, and 2 Timothy 2 and 1. And I'm going to stop there now. Grace Ambassadors, Justin Johnson. What I like about Justin Johnson and I don't agree on everything nobody says, and, they don't, and I, I don't want nobody to agree with what I said. But when it comes to do, sound doctrine, teaching, you cannot get no better foundation of sound doctrine from the Bible, from Justin Johnson and Grace Ambassadors. They're one of my favorites besides Les Felder and Trace Searcy and a lot of ones out there. Those are the main ones. There's many of them out there, but they mostly Q&A, so I don't get into them a long time. But when you just straight out teaching the Bible, I get into that. So Grace Ambassadors, okay, you know, sound doctrine, Pauline doctrine, rightly dividing Bible teaching, you're going to get it from Grace Ambassadors. So in other words, Justin Johnson's take on this is <clears throat> he's correct when he said the loser blames the winner for cheating, fraud, deception, etc. The winner will blame the loser for losing badly, dividing country, and causing a political girl. That is true. That goes on a lot in, in the political outlook. You know, uh, Gridlock, and every time something in politics happen, you're going to have a winner, and you're going to have a loser. So what I believe, if I'm quoting Justin Johnson right, he is correct. You're going to have that fight of blaming each other. Okay, that's called politics. That's called political theater. That's what I look at as political theater. So that's the theater. Now, what I like to do that he did not point out, and I'm sure he understands this. What I like to do when I see this political theater, I like to look at it 
the real meaning, what's really what's really going on. Get all the mucus and all the theater out of the way and stuff like that and all the blame game because both sides exaggerate. Both sides on the political party, what both sides and what? Democrats and Republicans, they exaggerate when they talk about each other. And both sides lie on each other. I just think the Democrats are doing more. But both sides lie on each other. They do blame each other. Now, what we, what we, I don't want you to think that Justin Johnson is saying that there is no cheating in politics. Because there is. We're not making a joke of this. There is no fraud. I want to explain this, not for him, that there is no fraud in politics because there is. I don't want you to, I don't get, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not thinking Justin Johnson said there's no deception in politics because I know Justin Johnson in that way his teaching. He's not saying that because there is, and there is, and the winner always blames the loser. It always has to be a reason in politics for a person to loss, lose it. There's no straight out losing. It's sometimes like boxing or whatever like that. Politicians is hard, it's hard, it's not in their DNA and when they psyche to be honest. They got to believe it's a blame. It's blame game going on now with Trump and why did the Republicans didn't get the red wave and et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that, you know. And it's, it's stuff like that. So when I look at politics, what I have to be careful about is not get into the, pol- the political theater of politics. I got to watch myself. I'm talking about me now, JoJo. I have to watch myself to not to get into the political theater of politics politics so he is correcting that but I don't want nobody to be misled to thinking that he's ignoring that is deception and fraud and stuff going on and they just blame each other saying it's fraud and deception just to blame each other no there is going on now some of it is theater some of it is overstretched and some of it is perception but there is fraud and stuff going on in politics always has always will then he made a few other quotes uh, here. And he, uh, people, God in his sovereignty step up presidents, sets up presidents and kings. He chooses the winner. It is all in his irresistible control. The king's heart and apparently the voting box are in the hands of the Lord. People do believe that. You have some believers do believe that, that God, because they're looking at it in a kingdom way. They're not rightly dividing God's word, so they look at it in the way that God still sets up kings for America. See, they're talking about America. Um, they're talking about America. God setting up a king in America, and he sets up princes, and he sets up president. God is in control of who is president. Y'all hear that a lot. Who, no brother, they're good or evil. God has a plan. He's the one setting up the presidents, whether they're good and bad and kings and stuff like that. You hear believers teaching that. It's not in the Bible. And they're taking a lot of things from the old covenants. They're taking a lot of things from the kingdom. And they're kind of mixing and intertwining in America. You notice a lot of scriptures, they always put America there. No, America was never under no covenant. So, yes, I agree with him with that. You know, we need to stop that, you know, in other words. So I agree with that. God is not setting up presidents and kings in this dispensation. He never done that anyway. He only set up certain people in Israel under the covenant in America or uh, no other Gentile nation was never under no covenant. So we need to be careful, believers, of saying that. But on the other side, when people lose, they say this also and blame God. This loss is a sign of the times, the beginning of pagues, of God 
God's judgment on a country filled with moral depravity, ignorance, and godliness. If we don't humble ourselves and pray, God will turn his back on us and take away our blessings. Does the Bible say that about America or any other nations? No. When you say take away our blessings, what are you saying? You're trying to make yourself Israel. You're trying to replace Israel. It's almost like the replacement theology. I'm not saying it is, but I understand what he's saying right there. God get blamed both ways. Whether you lose, they put God in it. God is coming to judgment. The country is falling or going through famine. God is the one because this judgment. I heard Pat Robinson and a lot of them say that God's judgment is on all these poor nations because of sin. If that was the case, America would have been wiped out because they're on top of the list. So that's not biblical. If God was coming down on his judgment in this dispensation in this time, America will be wiped out. Okay, so that's not Bible. We're under grace. The number one will for God today is for all men and women to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. The reason I keep saying women, because that's for the people that don't understand. I don't want you to think I'm just talking about men, but men in the Bible always talk about women as well. So all men come into the knowledge of the truth. I mean, to be saved and then come to the knowledge of the truth. God is not wiping out no countries. He'll be contradicting himself if he say he want all men to be saved, but wiping you out at the same time. Because of what? Because of your sins? How is he wiping you out? Because of your sins and he's not imputing or charging you against sin for sin according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 so that's not true so that is not true so I get that when Justin Johnson said God can blame both ways he does now according to these folks God's judgment by ballot boxes makes us all losers so both are wrong to blame God and to proof take verses to do it that is so that is so true. Now, I'm going to stop right here, but you got to understand what, what Justin Johnson is saying under this dispensation. We have to be very careful. We read our Bibles, and some of us are sincere, but we read our Bibles and we say God is doing this. It's supposed to have been a red wave, but really? Okay. What do you mean by red wave, Joseph? This red wave that Republicans supposed to swept this and swept this, but they was just they was going back assumptions and torn and and, uh, and trends and the bad shape of the United States and the complaining of the people and little generic polls. That's what they was going back. That is not a fact. Let me say that again. That is not a fact. Now they was looking for a red wave, mean that the Republicans sweep all the races. It's no such thing as that. But they probably weren't, doing, weren't going to be that extreme. But that's what a lot of them was believing. Give me a couple more minutes for this quick topic. You know, that's why a lot of Republicans and voters was disappointed. I was kind of surprised. But at the same time, I said, I cannot get caught up in that. You know, I cannot get caught up in that because it brings anger and it brings blaming. Now, what I have learned, and I know that a politician or a party is not going to save the United States. I already know that. A politician is not going to say, or a person will not 
save the United States because it's man. No one is perfect, you know. That's why I never rode the Trump wagon, the mega wagon, or, no, or nobody's wagon. Who's a hot one now, Carrie Lake, young lady. She, I, I, don't, I don't ride nobody's wagon because politics is evil and wicked. You don't want to worship no man or woman because they will fail you on the long run. And you're going to turn your back on them like most are doing Trump now. Some deservedly because of the, what his mouth and what he does. Now, I'm talking about politics. A believer needs to stay away from that. A believer needs to stay away from comparing one to another when it comes to man. If it ain't about the Bible and it's not lining up with the word of God, I need to stay away from that as a believer, as a believer. So the stand on politics is always third, fourth. It's not even that high when it comes to my life and my belief. Politics is not. But at the same time, that don't mean that does not mean we don't vote. That means we, yes, we still should stand up, stand up for our state and our country, and we still need to stand against evil. Now, sit on our butts, waiting for Christ to come get us and do nothing. We need to teach the word of God. Yes, first of all, I agree with Justin for that. We need to get the word out and everything, but I'm going to add a little more to it, too. We still need to have common sense because what's, what's that? I think it's the book of Proverbs. I was hearing that Proverbs, righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness exalt a nation. Now, righteousness, any type of righteousness will exalt a nation. That don't mean that everybody is saved. But when they got a moral, godly, righteous thought or they standing on certain moral and right principles, we need to vote and we need to stand with them, not on their character. That's a different thing when it comes to spiritual salvation. They need to be saved. But if they're trying to stand on a righteous, you know, foundation like most most Republicans and conservative Republicans, put it that way, conservatives believe in the morals of God. We stand with them because this is a nation that go by votes and they go by the Constitution of, you know, which is they're trying to follow an example of some of the, the structures they believe about the Bible from, you know, Jefferson and Lincoln, you know, and all those people, we need to stand with them in that sense, but never put that over God, never worship a man, but we need to go after righteousness. We need to vote for righteousness, but we don't need to get caught up with all the politics and the bickering and the name bling and the fakeness, which goes on in politics. So I thank you for this, Jason, and I just want to get that out there for myself. I need to look at that and I need to make sure that I'm not getting into the political political shenanigans of politics and getting drawn down emotionally, which I can catch myself doing it because I want things to change in my country. I do. But at the same time, I know the only for change is going to come through Jesus Christ. I know that. So any believer that's not into politics, that's your choice, but don't knock another believer that's into politics like myself or any other. And I have no reason to knock you, but whether you are into politics in the America or not, you're going to get affected bad because your church can be affected by them shutting it down. You can be affected by, you know, they're trying to shut your speech and everything like that. You can be affected by hurting somebody's feelings or getting shot off channels and stuff like that. So therefore, you could be canceled, whatever like that. We are in a battle. We are in an evil battle. 
Okay, so we need to stand on something. We stand on God. So a person is standing on the principles of God. I'm with you. But I know the number one goal is for you to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. And I'm not going to ignore all the other stuff. I know it's wickedness on both sides. But what I call the less of two evils, you have we, we are in the nation and God knows this that goes by voting and righteousness. So we don't sit here and just let our city fall down. We stand up for things, but we don't worship it because we know the true deliverer is Jesus, not Trump, not DeSantis, not Kerry Lake, not a political politician. And if they sincere, they know that. But if they're standing up for righteousness and trying to do the right thing for city, state or whatever, we need to vote with them. OK, that's what I got to say about this article and everything. This is Joseph Brownlee. Keep that in the heart. Let it get in your head so it can get in your heart. Joseph Brownlee, body of Christ, real talk. Joseph Brownlee, body of Christ, real talk. Love y'all. Quick topic for the day. Peace out. Thank you. Bye-bye. Leave you with this. My little peewee. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for this article, Grace Ambassadors and Justin Johnson. Bye-bye and peace out. Love you all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.